Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host of the Master Key, Dr. E.J. and Prophetess Kathy McKenzie, with you on this Wednesday uh, afternoon. We pray that uh, your day has been great and blessed so far, and we know it is because we serve a great God, and you and I are made in the image and the likeness of this great God. So therefore, we are great as our God is great, and we refuse to allow the day to dictate, control our lives, but we will control the day. All right. Well, uh, today is the day of dealing with relationships. Before we get into that, let me give you, uh, those of you that desire to call in, have any questions, our 800 number is 877 Three three two one. Regular call-in number is three four seven two three seven five four nine three. Uh, those you as out of chat, you can go ahead and write your uh, type your information in, and we will answer your questions. Also, uh, time is um, coming down. We only have a couple more days uh, before we have our encounter in the supernatural service, and so therefore um, we pray that. Uh, uh, you invite all of those that is challenged in some kind of capacity. I believe that the kingdom of God is going to be demonstrated and manifested in our midst. I believe the Lordship of Jesus is going to be made manifest in our midst. And that which is contrary to the kingdom is going to have to dissipate, it's going to have to bow, it's going to have to relinquish its hold. Uh, that which is contrary to Christ, who have defeated Satan, principalities and powers, the works of darkness, it's going to have to dissipate. We are two powerful men of God that's going to be with us this week. Uh, Bishop Demetrius Senegal, as well as Pastor Howard Brigham. And uh, speaking with Pastor Brigham this morning, uh, they're getting ready to have another storm in that area. Just experienced the devastation up there in the New Jersey, New York area. And so... uh, uh, we're going to keep them lifted up in prayer in that area. So he's all excited about coming and joining in and being with us and allowing God to use him to release uh, the supernatural power of the kingdom of God uh, in our midst. We pray that, that we believe that the atmosphere is going to be charged. Uh, we believe that those that come in this presence is going to be empowered and impacted by the presence of Almighty God. And uh, we in prayer, we in fasting, and we believe that uh, these men of God is going to speak from heaven. They're going to release a word uh, to us from heaven. We believe that heaven wants to do something in South Florida. We believe that heaven wants to manifest itself in South Florida. So therefore, we, are, we have humbled ourselves in fasting and prayer praying, believing that God's going to impact every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher in South Florida, as well as the men and women that is of the redeemed. And that means every person that is born, born in the world is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So we just believe that God is going to manifest itself in a great way. So invite your families and friends. Invite those that is challenged in their bodies. Invite those that is challenged in relationships. Invite those that is challenged economically. We believe that the supernatural is going to be made manifest. Become expecting. Don't come speculating. Don't come looking at a man. Uh, come and look for Jesus. Jesus is the answer to all of our needs. So we believe he's going to encourage us. We believe that he's going to speak prophetically to us. Uh, we believe that he's going to confirm some things. And so, therefore, come expecting. One thing I know about God, if you come expecting, he will meet your expectation. One of the synonyms for the word believe is expect. So you got to come believing that you're going to receive from God. 
not from the men of God, from God. The men of God is nothing but instruments and channels that God is going to flow through and to give you and I what we need. Let's believe that we're going to be impacted in a way. Let's believe that revival can break out uh, in these meetings and in our personal lives. Let's believe that you and I can ex experience an encounter with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Let's believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Let's believe that God is going to answer questions that is in your heart. Let's believe. And as you believe, you shall receive. Don't put a limitation on God in these meetings. I'm going to say it again. Do not put a limitation on God in these meetings. Uh, the Bible says uh, that God will bless us exceedingly abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think. So let's believe that God is going to speak to you greater than what you have in your heart, greater than what's in your mind, greater than what you have asked. If his eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for us that love him. Do you love him? Then you have not seen. Do you love him? You have not heard. That means God is going to release. Let's believe that he's getting ready to speak to you. He's getting ready to do some things for you and with you that your eye have not seen, nor your ear heard, neither have entered into your heart. Wow. Now I'm going to tell you, I have seen some great things. I have heard some great things. And in my heart, the thing that's in my heart that I believe that God can do, I haven't seen it before. I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. So I got a big imagination. So I have not seen nor you heard, neither entered the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them. He's revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Then Holy Spirit reveal. I want everybody to say that with me if you will. Online, Holy Spirit, reveal. Then we believe that the Holy Ghost is going to reveal the heart of the mind of God to us in these meetings. Reveal the Holy Spirit. Reveal Holy Spirit. All right. Well, we have Prophet Kathy with us today. She's going to go ahead and share with us our schedule, uh, which you should know by now, but we're going to reiterate it anyway. Go ahead, Prophet Kathy. Amen. Good afternoon to everyone that's listening with us and those who will come back in and listen later on. Um, tomorrow we have Kingdom Women Living for the King. That's uh, by myself at 1 p.m. And then on Friday we have the Master Key uh, releasing uh, the Word of God through uh, the Man of God, Dr. McKenzie, will be uh, uh, doing the Master Key at 1 p.m. on tomorrow. And then on Saturday, we have the Master Key Releasing the Supernatural. That's at 12 noon. Uh, we have Prophetic and uh, Intercessory Prayer Teams. Um, those who um, uh, sometimes you will have individuals that call in would like to receive a word, and we will, uh, according to the heart and the mind of God, get back with them and give them the word of the Lord God. Uh, and then on Monday and Tuesday, we have uh, the Master Key, Unlocking and Liberating the Real You. That's with Dr. McKenzie at 6 p.m., from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then on Wednesday, as like today, the Order of Kingdom Relationships. Uh, I got it before the Lord. I'm probably going to cancel the Friday uh, um, um, meeting that I do and just stick with Monday and Tuesdays um, and, and Wednesdays with Catholic. So uh, I got that before the Lord. Most likely we're going to go that direction, just do Mondays and Tuesdays. And I may even change one uh, one of those nights, uh, Monday or Tuesday, to a later time uh, to get those on the on the West Coast that desire to tap in be with us. So I may do a a ten o'clock on uh, Monday night, and may do a t uh, the regular six to seven on Tuesdays. So we I kind of got that before the Lord. So I want you uh, to be open for the shift that's going to take place, which the majority of people usually. Uh, uh, go to the iCards and listen to it later. Um, so we want to be able to have dialogue with you. So uh, keep that before yourself, that the shift that I, that's possibly going to be changing on uh, Fridays. Also, those of you that's going to be coming to the meeting, the meeting is uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Friday uh, night it starts at 7.30. Saturday starts at 4.00. 
We will be uh, having prophetic teams ministering to you on Saturday, an hour and a half before the evening service. But you must go to the website, ejmpcc.com, and uh, press the, uh, when you get there, the link, Prophetic Presbytery. You must fill out uh, the form in order for you to receive personal prophecy. Uh, wisdom would be, especially those members of Panorama, uh, that is listed to the broadcast at this present time. You need to, uh, wisdom would be, you, <laughs> if you know somebody uh, uh, on your job, your neighborhood, that need to hear from God, you need to encourage them to go to the website and sign up. And I uh, see a, a, a few panorama people signed up. You need to be getting your families and friends to sign up. You already received prophetic word. You need your friends to encounter the supernatural. Take advantage of this time. And use this as an evangelistic tool. He that wins his souls is wise. So I pray and release the wisdom of God upon you right now in Jesus' name. And so, therefore, this is an opportunity, especially you guys uh, that have uh, uh, life groups. You need to get the, the people that has been uh, visiting your life group there so they can experience the supernatural. You need to get people on your job to come and say, do you need a word from the Lord? Listen, there's going to be prophetic uh, presbytery Saturday at uh, 2.30. 2.30, you need to be there if you need to hear from God. They don't have to go to a psychic. They don't have to go to a medium. God has some real men and women of God that hears the voice of God and see by the Spirit of God that can speak into an individual's life. So get them out there, those that need uh, a word from the Lord. Call your family up. Call your friends up that has never experienced the supernatural. Call your families and friends up that has never received a prophetic word. Uh, this is uh, Use this as an evangelistic tool because I believe on the prophetic um, presbytery, I believe there's going to be people that's going to uh, experience the healing power of God. I believe uh, miracles are going to break out even before the service. I believe the prophetic pressure is going to prepare this, uh, the atmosphere uh, for the men and the women of God in praise and worship and the men of God to be able to flow without any hesitation, hindrances, reservation. I believe it's going to be a divine flow. So, therefore, use it as an evangelist to get your friends, get your coworkers. Actually, they, they want a word from God. Send them to the, uh, to the website ejmpcc.com. Have them to click the link, Prophetic Presbytery, so they can get ministered minister to. So use this, ladies and gentlemen. Be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. All right. So today is the day that's been set aside to talk about relationships. Is there anything that's on your heart, Miss McKenzie? Uh, no, not really. Um, I was just thinking about um, the um, the scripture in uh, Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose. And I was just thinking, as far as a relationship, um, that if there is some, uh, if any relationship is experiencing any kind of uh, turbulence or any kind of uh, um, tribulations or uh, testing at this time um, that God can use that to um, to perfect his purpose on the inside of that relationship, perfect his purpose in the husband, perfect his purpose uh, in the wife. Um, if we get the heart and the mind of God, you know, concerning the, uh, the testing or the trial that God may be allowing the uh, relationship to go through. Sometimes I think, you know, we make it so difficult. Um, uh, as I've been having a conversation with different people from uh, lately, recently, we, we, we make things so hard. We make things so difficult. Uh, uh, I was sharing with uh, the, the pastors on the line this morning, and uh, I was having a conversation with George on yesterday. And so one of the most fascinating things, I mean, we put so much emphasis uh, of the word, uh, was listening uh George and he was sharing with me that he uh, he feel you know empty because he don't have time to get into the word the power is not getting into the word the power is becoming the word and I was sharing with him on yesterday 
that as they look at the people that has worked the greatest miracles and signs and wonders in the history of Christendom is people that didn't have a Bible. We got all this Bible, all this word, and we so weak. And the reason I'm bringing this out is uh, going back to testing and trials. You just mentioned about being tested and try, trying, uh, 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 handling the testing properly. Uh, uh, the goal, forget about the test, forget about the trial. What about God? Do I believe God? We make it so difficult. Either I believe God or don't believe God. Either I believe God is God or he's not God. Either Jesus is Lord or he's not Lord. Then my question would be, did Jesus conquer Satan? Yes. Did Jesus conquer principalities and powers? Yes. Did Jesus conquer the works of the devil? Yes. When Jesus rose from the dead, did he rise with some authority? No, all. He rose with all authority. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Then my question, next question would be, am I reconciled? Yes. Is my spouse reconciled? Yes. Hmm. The Bible said we've been bought with a price. Am I bought? Yes. Is my spouse bought? Yes. Now, uh, have you ever went to the store and bought something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, just say you go to the store and you buy some earrings, since women love uh, earrings and stuff of that particular nature. You go to the store and you buy some earrings, and you come out of the store with the earrings in your hand with a bag, and and there is a three-year-old child and come to you and say, I'm going to take those earrings from you and try to take the earrings from you. Can the child take it from you? No. Why not? Because the child is, is little, small. The child is small. The child is not stronger than you. Mm-hmm. The child don't have the strength that you have. Mm-hmm. And the child really don't have a right to take it from you because it's not uh, the child's. Now, the reason I'm bringing all of this out is if I belong to God, like the earrings belong to you, and the child cannot, is not big enough and strong enough to take the earrings out of your hand, then if I belong to God and you belong to God, if I'm being tested, I'm being tried, it shouldn't matter mm-hmm. because I belong to God. And so since I belong to God, I trust God. I don't understand what is happening, but I trust God. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I'm going to trust him, and I think there's a scripture what I think Job uh, uh, articulated in the scripture that he's going to wait until his change take place? Yes. So what is he saying? I'm going to trust God. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all the hell that's breaking loose against me, but I'm going to trust God. Mm-hmm. So everything and everybody that belongs to God, God must test. God must try. He must test us and he must try us for what reason? Why do you think God tests us and trials? Because God is trying to get us to continue to keep our faith and our trust in Him, and not look at the situation, but look at Him. You're absolutely right. There's a scripture in First uh, John, and uh, First John, First Peter, and it talks about the trying of our faith. Yes, mm-hmm. it's more precious. See, can you get that scripture? And let's read that scripture and see what the heart of the mind of God is concerning that. He said, the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. So if I belong to God, my marriage belongs to God, my family belongs to God, everything that is of God must be tested. And it says... Why? But why is he testing? And, and, and this is going to be a good one in the Amplify, how the Amplify brings it out. But our frustration comes, uh, I believe, when it comes down to uh, testing. Uh, and much is right. If I really belong to God, my wife belongs to God, my children belong to God, everybody belongs to God, then we belong to God can anybody take me out of the hands of God? No. 
can anybody take my spouse out of the hands of God? No. So if this become a reality to us, that nobody can take us, if I'm being tested, God is allowed to be wisely allowed, he's, he's up to something. Mm-hmm. Now notice what the scripture says in First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. Mm-hmm. It says, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say again, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested. Now, if you ask the average person, do you have faith in God, what is they going to say? Yes. And everybody going to say yes. So God said, okay, you got faith? Yes, sir, I have faith. Then he said, I must test it to see the genuineness of it. Because everybody believes their faith is genuine. Mm-hmm. Everybody believes their faith is solid. Everybody believes their faith is, I mean, is, is rock solid. Yes. So then what the scripture says here, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested, your faith which is infinitely more precious than the perishable gold, which is tested and purified by fire. So he said, my faith must be tested like gold is tested. Mm-hmm. The pureness of gold is contingent upon how much impurities is extracted out of the gold. Mm-hmm. So it says, according to the word of God here, then what is the genuineness of my faith concerning God in this marriage? What is the genuineness of my faith concerning God, towards God, concerning our daughters? What is the genuineness of my faith towards God concerning being the shepherd of a panorama and being a leader of leaders for Doma? What is the genuineness? He said, I must test it. You got faith in me? Yes, Lord. Okay, what is the genuineness of it? I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to test your faith, not for me, but for you. But notice what it says here. Very interesting. So that the genuineness of your faith may be tested. Your faith, which is infinitely more precious than the perishable gold, which is tested and purified by fire. This proving of your faith is intended. Mm-hmm. This proving of your faith is intended. Now, y'all listen to what the Lord is saying? This proving of your faith is intended. This proving of your marriage is intended. Mm-hmm. This proving of your faith as a husband is intended. This proving of your faith as a wife is intended. This proving of your faith is intended to redound to your praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, is revealed. So it has, it has, has Christ been revealed to me as a husband? Has Christ been revealed to you as a wife? That could never take place until I've been tested and I stand, keep my, uh, stand on the word of God concerning what Christ has accomplished for me as a husband. When I stand, then Christ can appear. If I fault and fail, Christ cannot appear. Yes. He will not appear. And there will not be any praise. There will not be any honor. There will not be any glory. And the praise, honor, and glory come when Christ is revealed. And Christ only is revealed when I stand. I stand on what the word of the Lord has said, or I stand on what I believe God has told me. In the midst of the test, the trial, the tribulation, it seems like it's no way in the world that God is going to come through. When I stand, it must be tested. My faith must be tested. And faith without works is dead. We lie to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what is your mindset concerning that? Um, I was just thinking that in order for me to stand, because uh, it says stand according to the word, of, you know, stand on the word of the Lord God. In order for me to stand on the word of the Lord God, then I must know what the word of God says. Um, just say me as a wife. I must know what the word of God says concerning um, this marriage, knowing that this marriage is of God, that God has, you know, brought us together. He's put us together. Uh, God has graced us to be able to bring forth three beautiful daughters. Um, you know, God has brought us through some things, so I must con- uh, continue to stand on the Word of God, knowing what His Word has said about the marriage. Well, that's good. What would you say that makes a marriage 
strong. But now we know Christ is the center. We know the foundation of everything is Christ. Without that, you have nothing. Without my relationship with Christ, without your relationship with Christ, then our marriage is superficial. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It won't be able to stand. And if it do stand, it's because we trying to impress somebody. We just only hanging in there for uh, for for the wrong reason. Christ is the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. Now, he says that faith must be tested. Now, what do you think that will cause a marriage to experience oneness? What are some of the ingredients? Um, transparency. I believe it's the first thing. Um, trust. Uh, commitment, uh, sacrifice, um, loyalty, uh, dedication, uh, denial of self, denying self. I think those are some ingredients that will cause the marriage to stand. I should have had you to write those things down as you was articulating them because those are some powerful things that you just articulated. Because everything you articulated will work in any relationship. Yes. Not only a marriage, business, any relationship, those things that you just articulated and named. You mentioned transparency. How many uh, couples is not transparent? The majority. Mm-hmm. What you what makes you think? What do you why do you think that married couples struggle with transparency? Um. Maybe one of the biggest reasons could be fear, um, fear of being uh, naked and not ashamed, fear of being, you know, openly honest, you know, with the spouse, whether it's the husband or the wife. Well, that's good. Then what that reveals is they're not transparent with God. Mm-hmm. And if a person is afraid to be transparent with their spouse, that means their spouse is more of a reality to, to them than God. Mm-hmm. And it reveals they, they are lacking their relationship with God. So therefore, they have already failed because that reveals they don't have faith in God. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, there's going to be a struggle right there. Yes. And when I said fear, I was also thinking of... Um you know, fear of the, which is beautiful what you just um, shared, but I was thinking also concerning the fear, uh, the fear of the, of the unknown or fear of the repercussion, you know, that if I am naked and not ashamed, you know, then the, just say the spouse, look at the other spouse, you know, what are, what are they going to think about me? See, that's still going back to they don't have a relationship with God. Yes. And that means they vary their relationship with their spouse more than they do with God, mm-hmm. and that's why it'll never work. Yes. It'll never work, and that means Satan will always have an act, have access to that marriage. Always mm-hmm. have access to that marriage, to manipulate that marriage, mm-hmm. to deceive that marriage, to trick that marriage. Why? Because of fear. Yes. Because of uh, the value system is out of whack. They value that their spouse more than they value God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's probably one of the most miserable feelings in the world, to be able to uh, live with someone and you don't trust them, to live with someone that's fearful of to be transparent. Mm-hmm. It's miserable mm-hmm. because especially if a person is ma- uh, saved, they save and they have some kind of relationship with God, they're going to be able to discern it. Yes. They're going to be able to pick it up. So... So it's going to be miserable, especially if one spouse is willing to be naked and not ashamed, and the other one's not. And that's usually the case in the majority of every marriage. Mm-hmm. One of them is willing, the other one is not. Yes. Now, uh, uh, this is what has happened to me uh, in my marriage with you, where uh, uh, there's a just say an area where. I have been vulnerable in the past. I've been vulnerable. I proved myself to be vulnerable, but you wasn't vulnerable back. Then it caused me, this has happened in the past, 
it caused me to stop or to close up and not give myself. Mm-hmm. So, which is still a manipulation of the enemy because where's my trust in God? Now, you trust God, you still go all the way. You still do the right thing if the spouse don't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to be balanced there. I'm going to tell you what I mean by balanced there. You ever notice that God have not revealed all of himself to us? Yes. Why do you think God have not revealed all of himself to us? Probably because we have not revealed all of ourselves to God. Well, I can't say not revealed because he knows us. Right. That we haven't committed mm-hmm. and submitted all of ourselves to him. So God is only going to reveal the dimension of himself to the degree that we surrender or submit the degree of ourselves. Give an example on a scale from 1 to 10. If I submit five degrees of E.J. McKenzie, I, I just surrender five degrees. Five degrees God is going to reveal to me. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to reveal to me if I'm not willing to commit and submit to him. So notice the Bible says if I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. So looking at that pattern, Jesus made a statement that in the word of God that the Father uh, has revealed everything to the Son. I think it's John 10. has committed everything to the Son. Why would God commit and reveal everything to the Son? Because Jesus said, I know him. The word know there is is epignoskos. That's like going into, no, 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 it's, it's, it's not as I think it's E-I-D-O, uh, E-D-O. That is, that is the, that's the perfect knowledge. That's perfect knowledge. He said, I know him. You don't know him, but I know him. Because the Father has revealed himself to the Son. Why would the Father reveal all of himself to the Son? Because he had all of the Son. Yes, ma'am. The Bible let us know that. Mm-hmm. Jesus was 100% committed, sold out to the Father. Mm-hmm. Now, even when he didn't understand, because the Bible said that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Mm-hmm. So even the Son of God experienced suffering, but at the same time experiencing suffering he did not draw back in the midst of suffering. Mm-hmm. He still submitted and trusted the Father. The Father knew what he was doing. Yeah. Okay, good. Now, we see Jesus totally submitting to the Father. Mm-hmm. We see the Father revealing himself unto uh, Jesus. Yes. How would you say that plays out in a marriage relationship? How would it play out? Looking at the pattern there. Mm-hmm. So we see that God has revealed the totality of himself to the the Son, Mm -hmm. but we see also that the Son has yielded his total self to the Father. Mm -hmm. How would that pattern, that scenario, play out in a marriage relationship with a husband husband and a wife? Well, they must follow the pattern as far as being totally uh, yielded to God, who they don't see, uh, and in turn being yielded to God, who they don't see, they can yield 100% to their spouse, who they do see. But I think the very opposite happens, because I see you and hear you. Um, I don't focus on Christ who lives within you, or Christ who lives in me, um, to give myself totally to you. I'm just, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, uh, making it general. Well, then that means if you articulate it that way, then if I did that, that means I'm more natural than I am spiritual. 
because if I'm focused on you, I'm looking at you, and I refuse to uh, submit to you because I'm looking at you, that means you, you, the real, the, the person that lives in this body is more a reality to me than the person that lives in the body. Yes, but at the beginning, um, the first part of what I said is that you, you asked the question, how does it play out? Uh, the wife should, or the husband should be able to, you know, should give themselves just like Jesus did. He was totally surrendered to the Father, uh, and so therefore the Father reveals Himself to Jesus. So the spouses should be totally surrendered to God, not focusing on their spouses, but totally surrendered to God and trusting God. There should be that trust there where they're trusting God for their spouse. Uh, they're trusting God for their marriage, even as they give themselves to to the Lord. I think the point I was trying to bring out is this right here. You got uh, when you go to Corinthians and it talks about the pattern of relationship. Mm -hmm. The head of Christ is God. God. Mm -hmm. The head of the man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. So now let's look at going back to this pattern of Christ submitting to the Father. Christ is submitting to his head. Yes. Now the head reveals himself to the son. Yes. So we look at that pattern. So is it God submitting to the son or is it the son submitting to the father? The son submitting to the father. Then when the son submits to the father, then the father reveals himself to the son. Yes. The son knows the father because the father because the son has submitted mm -hmm. himself. Yes. And you're not going to submit if you don't trust. Yes. So therefore, who whose responsibility is it to trust? Is it the father's responsibility to trust the son, or is it the son's responsibility to trust the father? The son's responsibility to trust the father. Because the son lives to, for the fulfillment of the father. Yes. So the son, once again, plays the role of a helpmate. Mm -hmm. The son is adaptable and adjustable and conformable to the will of the father. Yes. The father reveals his will, reveals himself to the son because the son has given himself to the father. Yes. So if that's being true and that's the pattern, mm -hmm. is the father and the son one? Yes. So their oneness must have taken place based on this pattern. Yes. The son submitting, the father reveals. Yes. So what the father know, the son know. And the only way the son can know what the father know is the son has submitted and yielded, and now the father reveals himself. And as he reveals himself, the son becomes one with the father, and the father is one with the son. Yes. But it comes as a pattern of surrendering and revealing. Yes. Submitting and revealing. Well, if that is the case, then I see we got some people uh, uh, listen to this intently, <laughs> you married folks. So those of you that have any questions, you can press the number one button, or those that is in chat, you can write us and uh, have a question. Uh, those of you that desire to call in your question, area codes uh, of a 1-800 number is 877-537-3321. And I have a regular call-in number is 347-237-5493. Now, let's go back to the pattern. Mm -hmm. So should the, should the wife put a demand on the husband to trust her if she's not submitted to the man? No. Should the husband... Uh, uh, put a demand on the wife to submit to him? No. No. Because it should be an act of the will. Yes. Okay. Now, should the man uh, unveil himself, become naked and not ashamed to the wife if the wife is not submitted? No. But if the man do, Submit him, uh, unveil himself. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about patterns here, if the man do unveil himself, become naked and not ashamed to his wife who's not submitted to him, what what think? What you think will happen? Frustration will set in. Frustration will set in, but she would abuse and misuse it. Mm -hmm. She would abuse and misuse what has been unveiled. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Because she have, if she have not submitted herself, that means she really don't want all that that man is unless she's ignorant of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the man, <clears throat> excuse me, the man. I think a perfect example is this right here, as I'm articulating this. Take uh, Samson. Mm-hmm. Samson and Delilah. Mm-hmm. He broke the pattern. Yes. She put a demand on him. Reveal to me your secret. Yes. Reveal to me your secret. Mm-hmm. And that's what women, the average woman, want the husband to reveal his secrets. And a man should be revealing his secrets. Reveal to me your secret. But she wasn't submitted. Mm-hmm. She was submitted to the Philistines. Yes. But wasn't submitted to him. Mm-hmm. But she operate in the guise of it. She she was manipulative. Mm-hmm. If you love me, you would tell me your secret. Mm-hmm. If you love me, you would tell me your secret. No. If you love me, you will submit to me. Yes. And then I would tell you my secret. Yes. You got to submit to me, prove that you are submitted to me and you are for me. Yes. Then I will reveal to you my secret. Yes. So, therefore, is it possible to reason that we're not seeing a greater level of manifestation in oneness in marriages is because we don't understand the order and the pattern of the relationship that women may be putting a man on the man to reveal and unveil himself to her and the man may be putting the man on the wife to submit herself so he can, but he's trying to make her and she's resisting or afraid to submit herself to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's possible. So we, so. I think it goes back to the order. Uh, following the pattern that's already been set according to the Word of God, the pattern that you just mentioned early, earlier, the head of Christ uh, being the father and the head of uh, the man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man, following that pattern, uh, if we're following the biblical pattern, then the wife will be uh, submitting to the husband and the husband will be, uh, re- you know, submitted to Christ so the will of God can be done in the marriage. But if the pattern is not being followed, then you have chaos and confusion in the marriage because it's not a biblical pattern. Well, um, that's always Satan's goal is for all of us to violate the order and the pattern of God so he can have access to us. And even though we are sharing these things uh, today, it means nothing if I can't see how it fit. If I can't see how this thing fit, for me, if you can't see how it fit for you, and willing to make the adjustments, if I'm not willing to make the adjustment, then I, I am willfully sinning against God, mm-hmm. willfully sinning against God, and I still want God to bless me, but I ain't submitting. I'm not going to reveal myself at all, even though you may be submitting to me. I said, no, I ain't, I ain't submitting myself. I, no, no. So going back to transparency, we've talked about transparent, that if According to this principle, then who's responsible for being transparent first? The man. The man? Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? Because he's the authority. Okay. Now, if that's true, mm-hmm. then God was responsible for revealing himself to Jesus first. Mm. See, you see? You see how we 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 got to get this thing down pat. We got to get it down pat. So, <laughs> so you said the man. Uh huh. According to the pattern, it's not the man. Okay. According to the pattern, you just named the pattern. According to the pattern, it's the woman's responsibility to reveal herself to the man. According to that pattern, mm-hmm. then if the woman reveal herself expose herself, be transparent with the authority, then the authority is going to unveil himself. Because submission is being transparent. You can't be transparent without being submitted. Impossible. Think about it. What are you submitting if you're not transparent? Nothing. 
Submission is not <laughs> uh, uh, something that is abstract. When you're submitting, you are submitting all of you. You're submitting your heart. You're submitting your mind. You're submitting your thoughts. You're submitting your emotions. You're submitting everything. So if that's true, then that person, woman, have not submitted them. Mm-hmm. They say, they, this is what I'm saying, we're so religious. We say all the right stuff but don't know how it works. We don't know how it fit. So a man's supposed to love his wife. A woman's supposed to submit to her husband. What does it mean to love the wife? Did God love Jesus? Uh-huh. Did Jesus submit to the Father? Uh-huh. They had the pattern. So if a woman is wife, rather, not woman, if a wife is truly submitted, then she's truly transparent. Mm-hmm. Because what a wife hides and holds on to is what she has refused to submit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then watch this right here. Then if the wife don't submit, then the man can't cover. So we have women that is married to husbands and say, my husband is my covering, but he can't cover what he don't have. Yes. Mm-hmm. God was Jesus' covering. Mm-hmm. The head is always responsible for covering. Mm-hmm. But the head can't cover what he don't have. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with being saved. Well, I belong to God. Yeah, that's true. But God can't protect what you don't submit to him, even though you belong to him. He don't make you submit. Yes. So those wives that is out there listening, talking about order, and I know you got some wives that just said, yeah, I hear you talking about the wife, but what about my, the husband? But once again, what is the responsibility for the husband? Can the husband love what he don't have? Can a husband cover what he don't have? Mm-hmm. So if you're not submitted, and, and this is reveals your relationship with God, if a wife loves Jesus, she's going to submit. Yes. And she's going to trust Jesus because she's going to do her part. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus can turn around and bring conviction to the husband if he's not doing his part because she submitted. Yes. And so she has given herself. She's transparent. She uh, 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 has, uh, is transparent. Uh, her heart is submitted. Her mind is submitted. And now God's going to judge that man if he don't cover what has been released. Yes. But God can't judge a man if the man don't have what he's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So what is your mindset concerning those principles? I totally agree uh, because it's the biblical pattern. And uh, in, this, in order for God to, uh, to bless, you know, the biblical pattern, it has to be his way. It has to be, it has to be lined up upon the word of God. And so any marriage that's lined up uh, lined up according to the word of God biblically and is following the pattern, the wife is transparent and she's submitted to her husband and the husband is covering uh, uh, everything, every aspect of, of the woman's life because if she's transparent and she's submitted unto his authority, then, you know, God can bless and prosper the marriage. But the only problem with what you just said and what I just articulated it's the man. Because when you look in church, the church is full of women mm-hmm. and married to men. Women that are submitted to the church but not submitted to their husbands. And husbands that's not submitted to Christ at all. Mm-hmm. So here is the battle. The woman's afraid to submit to the husband because the husband is not submitted to Christ and he's not doing his part loving her. Mm-hmm. So here's a here's warfare. Here's a battle. And 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 I got some ladies listening because that is a concern. Uh, uh, submitting to 
a man that's not submitted to Christ, but that's where the wife has to trust Christ. Yes. If her husband, I personally believe, that God only can have access to one of the spouses by somebody yielding to Christ. Mm-hmm. If both parties is out of the wife, then God have no access. He have no access to the husband because the wife is not submitted. Yes. He have no access to the wife because the husband is not submitted. Yes. So the devil is a mastermind mm-hmm. in manipulating relationships with one another by causing us to violate our relationship with Christ. Yes. And I think uh I think it goes back to uh when we first started the broadcast and we talked about discipleship. Um that <clears throat> excuse me, that if that if the wife had or the husband um had a mentor that you know, cuz a lot of marriages uh, are people are married but they had no one to they didn't have a pattern before them. They didn't have anybody to show them how to do, you know, a wife didn't have anybody, another woman to show her how to be a wife biblically to and submit to her husband uh, and, 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 uh, and, and and follow her relationship with the Lord and vice versa with the, with the husband. So I think it goes back to uh, discipleship, whereas that, you know, the, the, the wife will have a, a mentor that she can submit to to help her in her relationship with her husband and vice versa with the husband. I agree with that 100%. Um, uh, even though what you said is true, I still look at uh, peeping panorama right now. Uh, some that is married still ain't submitting to nobody, and they know they're struggling. I got some that desire to get married, mm-hmm. and, ain't, and they don't heard us share these things over the pulpit, and still have not went to somebody and submitted themselves to somebody and said, you know, I'm, I want to get married one day, or will you mentor me? Will, 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 will you help me? Uh, that still haven't taken place. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 here's the manipulation with the majority of people in the body of Christ. They want, they want somebody to pursue them. They want the mentor to pursue them. Why would somebody pursue you to give you something you need? <laughs> but that's the mentality of people. It, it, we're, we're so immature and we're so babyish. No, no. If you want something and the sad thing about it, they, they really do understand the principle because if you, they want something, they're going to go after it. Yes. You don't want to be mentored. They don't want to be mentored. They don't want, they don't want to grow. They say it, but when you really want something, you pursue it. You want to buy a new dress, you find the money. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to uh, uh, buy a, a flat-screen TV for your man cave, men, you find the money. Mm-hmm. So, so what anybody want, they pursue it. We just don't want uh, uh, spiritual things or our priorities is messed up. Mm-hmm. And so we don't pursue uh, that which the heavens want us to pursue. We pursue what our flesh wants. Yes. So flesh don't want to come in alignment. Flesh don't want to be orderly. Mm-hmm. So we don't pursue it. And that's, that's one of the saddest things in, that's in uh, the body of Christ. Uh, at this present time is uh, uh, we don't value spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Do I want my marriage to be heavenly? Do I want my uh, family to be heavenly? Everybody say yes, but what am I willing to do to make that happen? The greatest enemy of every relationship, the greatest enemy of progress, is not Satan or demons, it's a man's flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-righteousness. So it's me, 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 me. So this has been a good broadcast because uh, when we, once we get off, I'm going to, uh, not today, uh, we've got Bob study tonight, but tomorrow I, I want you and I to sit down and dialogue about this and see if our marriage is in kingdom order. Where are you located in with your relationship with Christ in your areas of submitting to me? Where am I, in, uh, where am I located in my relationship with Christ in loving you? So it's one thing to talk about this, another thing, Let's make it practical. Let's make it real. Let's see if we're lining up because God is going to judge us for ministering to thousands of people and we're not living it. Yeah. That means we're, we're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm, 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 I'm going to strive to be the man of God that God has ordained upon and anointed me to be. So that's my desire. That's my goal. And so therefore... Is this marriage a kingdom and biblical marriage?
So we need to we need to look at those kinds of things. So those of you that is uh, on chat and those that's online today, uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, I'm gonna pray for the husbands that the husbands are divinely aligned. Pray for Kathy. Pray for the wives. And it's Nodina's praying that we're not willing to line up ourselves yes. uh, with everything that the Lord has articulated and brought out today. Father, we just thank you for every husband and every man that desire to get married. We speak and release kingdom order. And Lord God, we thank you, we praise you for bringing us in alignment with our relationship with you first, Lord Jesus. And that Jesus will automatically bring our spouse and our children in relationship with us. So therefore, Lord God, we speak dichotomy, matrimonial segregation in the midst of the spirit of compromise that's been assigned to every man. We speak dichotomy, matrimonial segregation in the midst of chaos, in the midst of every order in every marriage. We call down the judgment of God upon it, and we drive it out now in Jesus' name, and we bring our spirit, soul, and body subject to the order of the kingdom now by the spirit of God. Grace every man. Started with me, Father, to live in kingdom order that heaven can be released in our marriages. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, Father, we thank you right now for every wife. Father, starting with myself, I thank you right now for the Spirit of God speaking to us and causing us to divinely align with you, your will, your plan, your purpose. This is the year of government. And I decree and declare, Father, that we will line up with the government of God in our marriages. We'll line up, first of all, in our relationship with you. We will deny ourselves take up our cross and follow after you. And we thank you, Father, for articulating your heart and your mind to us today, O oh God. We thank you for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment, O oh God, that will bring us, O oh God, to a place of repentance, O oh God. And we thank you, Lord God, that we will repent and turn away from those things that is not pleasing unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we forbid the illegal, O oh God, and we loose the legal in our, in our lives, O oh God, and in our marriages. In Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you right now, O oh God, for great us to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and so we can divinely align, oh God, with you first of all and with our husbands. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. Amen. I think it would be good if, I, if husbands and wives would sit down and say, let's talk. Uh, uh, what is the biblical pattern for, for a husband? What's the biblical pattern for a wife? We need to understand it. Then let's, and then ask about, do you see me that way? Because you may be operating that way, but she don't see you that way. You may be operating that way, but he don't see you that way. Okay, why you don't see me this way? Tell me why. Let him spell out A, B, C, D. Let her spell out A, B, C, D. And, 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 and see what she sees and he sees lined up with the word of God. And then if it don't, then ask God the grace of the humility of Christ for us to make the adjustments. So we can be the, uh, the the husbands that God has ordained us to be and that the, our wives can be the wives that God has ordained them to be. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we want to, we pray that the broadcast today was a blessing to you. Once again, we want to invite you to be a part of our Encounter the Supernatural uh, meeting this Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I want to encourage all of you all to get your family and friends to sign up, go online, ejmpcc.com, and click the link, Prophetic Presbytery. Your families and friends can hear what heaven is saying to them. You need to do that. Use this as an evangelistic tool, ladies and gentlemen, yes. uh, to get them to encounter this. And then we don't know what the Lord is going to speak through the men of God. They will, uh, you may get a prophetic word during the presbytery. You may get one during, during the meeting. The men of God may call you out and speak things into your life. So, therefore, get them. Use this as the evangelist to Use it. Get them to go sign up so they can hear everything. We're entering into a new season. We just got a president reelected. So, therefore, we got four more years with this president. That means we got four more years with the order and structure that God is bringing us into. So, therefore, I encourage you to get your families and friends, your neighbors, to go sign up to get to hear from God what heaven has to say to them. Use it once again as an evangelist or two for them to experience the supernatural. Don't be selfish and hold this to yourself. Release it. Tell everybody, come. You don't have to go to a psychic. we got men and women that can speak into your life. I encourage you to do this. You have anything you uh, last minute words, uh, my beloved wife? No, I just pray that uh, those that were listening were uh, received the uh, the word today and, and uh, administered and brought today. 
Okay. Well, this has been uh, Prophet Captain myself with the Master Key, and um, we pray that the rest of your day be blessed, and we're looking forward to tonight. Yeah, I went beyond my 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs>